Aldridge, no, Jakob Portal tonight for the San Antonio Spurs. So they're going to be thin on bigs. And if you hung out at the Fantasy Bar, you know we like bigs against Charlotte, especially athletic bigs, guys that can get up and down the floor. Trey Lyles certainly fits the bill here. So we're going to lock him in. This has been a good spot for us. Just find Charlotte, find who the big is they're playing against, and lock him in. And I know, third game in four nights for the San Antonio Spurs. That is a concern for some people, but less of a concern for me when you're going against a team that's bottom three in defensive efficiency, fantasy points allowed, defense versus archetype. I could go on and on and on here. The point is, great matchup here. Trey Lyles playing a ton of minutes right now with the injuries there. Lock him in here again at low fives prices and only $14 over on Yahoo. All right, we saved you some money. Let's spend up a little bit here at small forward, power forward, Brandon Ingram of New Orleans. So this is about the best spot you could ask for. Game against Minnesota, and it shows in the numbers. New Orleans projected to score almost 130 points in this one. That's a jump of almost 14 over their season average. One of the biggest leaps you're going to see in any game of the season. They also get the biggest pace up spot, obviously, against this Minnesota team. There's lots of ways you can go with New Orleans here. That's the intriguing part. I think a lot of people are going to go Zion. No issues with that. Some of the guards. No issues with that at all. You want to stack this team up, go for it. I'm going to go with Brandon Ingram. I think he'll be the forgotten man out of this group. Had a great game the last time these two teams played. I know there was no Zion in that one, but when you go over 50 against an opponent, when you have a projected total for 130, a pace-up spot, I think there's plenty of room for multiple New Orleans players to go crazy here in this game. I'm going Brandon Ingram, expecting him to be lower-owned than Zion and the group. But any of them playable here. Brandon Ingram in a great spot against the Minnesota Timberwolves. All right, let's go back to the mid-range at point guard, Shake Milton of the Sixers. So Shake, no stranger to the fantasy bar. We had him in here last week. He's been very good to us. And when you take Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid out of that lineup, there's a ton of usage to go around. And Shake's been one of the guys that's helped pick up the slack. Obviously, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, guys like that are going to be important. But let's not forget no Josh Richardson tonight as well. So it's not only the studs, they're missing another guard there. So I'm expecting Shake to continue to play big minutes. And he's really thrived in this new role, averaging over 42 DraftKings points a game here over the last three. And the Lakers, a good matchup here for point guards. Bottom 10 in both defensive efficiency allowed and fantasy points allowed to the point guard position. So Price is going up. I think that may scare people away. Don't be one of those people. Shake Milton, still a great value. If he comes anywhere near that 40 fantasy points again, we're talking an easy 6-7x return on DraftKings and a 6-7, potentially 8x return on FanDuel. Locking in some Shake Milton tonight against the Lakers. All right. In that price range, killing the mid-range here today with shooting guard, small forward, Norman Powell of the Raptors. So this one we'll have to keep a close eye on. Fred Van Vliet, questionable for tonight. Serge Ibaka, also questionable. If Fred Van Vliet misses once again, love this spot for Norman Powell. Playing a lot of minutes here. Kind of been the theme of the show here. Injury situations, minutes. And Powell, 38 minutes per game and almost 32 DraftKings points per game over his last two games with these injuries here. So kind of like Shake Milton. The price jumped up a little bit, especially on DraftKings at 5,700. That may scare the casual player away. Now, that's too much for Norman Powell. I was paying $3,500 for him. I don't want to pay $5,700 for him. Let's not fall into that trap. Let's look at what's happening now. And again, we're seeing the minutes. We're seeing the production. I see a matchup with Phoenix that multiple Toronto Raptors could get it done with. I could have added three Raptors in here. 
tonight, maybe four against this Phoenix team, but we'll limit it to one, and that one being Norman Powell here. As long as Fred Van Vliet is out, if he's in, we'll make the adjustments. Check on Twitter and on the comment section of the video, but if he's out, locking in Norman Powell against the Phoenix Suns. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play for Tuesday night, but before we do that, guys, we're going to continue to say thank you for watching the video, for your thumbs up, for subscribing to the channel with our Beast of the Night contest. Absolutely free to play. All you got to do, get in the comment section below the video and your best guess on fantasy points on FanDuel tonight for my Beast of the Night. The closest guess is going to win themselves three free days of Roto-Grinders Premium. Gives you access to everything, all the sports we have, all the information. Great if you're not a premium subscriber, gives you a chance to check it out, and I promise you, you will like what you see. So, get three free days. All you got to do is guess fantasy points on FanDuel for my beast. So let's take a look. My favorite play for Tuesday night. You know, Matt's the beast of the night. All right, beast time. We're going to go to the other side of that Toronto Phoenix game. We're going to lock in center DeAndre Ayton, my favorite play of the night, and tonight's beast of the night. So Toronto been very good against centers when you just look at the surface, but easy, easy Matt says, hey, no Marcus Saul here tonight, who we know is a great defender at that position. Serge Ibaka, questionable for tonight. Even if he plays, I still like DeAndre Ayton. If he's out, smash spot here for Ayton. We'll get to that in a second. But Ayton been very consistent here of late. Four of his last five games have been at least 20 points and at least nine rebounds. So we pretty much lock in a double-double here. And when we go to lineup HQ here, on Roto-Grinders and look at the numbers. Eaton projected for the highest ceiling on this slate over any of the other guy, over LeBron, over Anthony Davis, over any of the other studs on this slate. DeAndre Ayton projects for a massive ceiling here on tonight's game without the high ceiling price. Yes, you have to pay mid-8s for him. I think it's a steal here for DeAndre Ayton. Don't look at those red numbers for Toronto. Let's look at who's playing now and guys like Rodney Hollis-Jefferson, Chris Boucher are not going to be able to slow this guy down. Even if Ibaka plays, still love DeAndre Ayton. Easily my favorite play for Tuesday night and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that'll wrap up for Tuesday night in the Fantasy Bar. As always, any comments, questions, feedback, that comment section is there for you. You can also follow me on Twitter at BeermakersFan. And don't forget your guests in the comment section for Fantasy Points on Fandle for DeAndre Ayton for your shot. At three free days of Roto-Grinders Premium or Roto-Grinders.com. I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck here tonight, guys. We'll be back on Friday with another edition here from the Fantasy Bar. Make sure you get in that single entry series. I'll see you in that tournament, and we'll see you back here on Friday. Good luck, guys. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Grinders Live for the NBA Strategy Show. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, back with one of my buddies, Kyle Murray. Kyle, how's it going over there? Good, man. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been on a show together, so I'm excited. I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, man. Last time I saw you, you were uh, out on the basketball court, out at the uh, you know bar, dancing around, Backstreet Boys. Uh, you know, there's a video <laughs> floating around of that. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, having good times in Nashville. Uh, did you uh, you get home safe? I'm assuming everything went well, no issues. Yeah, a little bit of a long drive back, but yeah, all all, all was good. Yeah, man, uh, I was excited, and uh, it was a fun time hanging out with you and hanging out with everyone over here on Rotor Grinders. It was a blast, but listen, back to the grind, right? We got uh, NBA playoffs coming up. We got NHL, MLB with Cheese is Good. We got tons of awesome stuff going on over here. Before we kind of start getting into things, I want to mention some things that we have going on over here at Rotor Grinders. We have the FanDuel Single Entry Series. It's $100 to play. Kyle, have you seen this contest? Uh, are you in on the Single Entry Series? I have, yeah. I struggled a bit in the, in the lower dollar ones, but hopefully I can make up some ground here in the $100 one. Yeah, and this is a good one, man. Like, I don't know if you saw yesterday. It might be the same structure, but, like, the prize pool was 15 k to first. Listen, yeah. $100, it might be pushing yourself a little bit, but uh, it's the single entry series, right? Only one lineup you have to compete against. You don't have to compete against my 150 lineups in the $3 that I'm putting in today on FanDuel. Uh, you just got to compete against my one, uh, and, and everyone else's one lineup. So uh, there's definitely some great opportunity there, and you love doing the single entry and three-entry max stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that you'll be in on it, and you'll be uh, enjoying that contest a ton. I also want to mention the RG badge promo that we have going on over here. Uh, we got about five new guys. They are rocking the RG badge. We got Rebel V wins. We got Johnson 64. We got the Wolf 1113. We got 2700 Ron. And then we have uh, Rene Boomy. Boomy. I don't know how to say his name, but uh, listen, guys, happy to have you rocking the RG badge and join our community speaking of communities kyle uh the discord community uh have you ever checked that out tell the people about the discord oh yeah discord is awesome man you know you can hop in any different chat any different channel that you want for different sports talk to people who are kind of sweating out out the sport or, or researching whatever it may be so like for for me for example i'll be in the nba one as much as i can but you know if there's a day where i'm playing nascar or something or, or tennis or, or golf whatever it is or i'm not necessarily an expert i'll go pop in there and see what people are thinking and and get an idea of uh different ways to go for this like, i think it's an awesome tool for sure yeah dude uh you, you pop in on the uh you know discord you jump in and uh you know check out what's going on in the xfl right that's one thing that i've yeah. been kind of jumping in the xfl chat is one that i joined in on uh yeah nascar is one you said uh, i didn't get to grind out the nascar this weekend i was out and about but uh i'm sure this weekend i'll be home and looking at the nascar discord guys check that out it's a great way just to communicate with people you know you can do it on your phone you can do it on your computer doesn't matter uh either way it's an awesome time uh, Kyle, listen, let's dive in. Let's talk about this slate because this is a really good one. We got tons of good tournaments going on around the industry. And uh, the first thing I wanted to dive into and look at, let's look at the NBA uh, starting lineup station. Talk about the game of the night. And uh, the game of the night for me, I don't know about you, but it's that 247 total. This might be the highest total we've seen all year. We got the Timberwolves. We got the Pelicans. Let's look at some of these guys. Uh, break down some of your favorite plays in this game for me. Yeah, man, definitely a massive total is kind of a, a little bit of a shocker thing. I know yesterday Crane put in the in the Slack channel uh, for RG that uh, STL cards did a write up saying about four years ago saying that most of the games are around a, a two ten total, and now to see one nearly at two fifty these days, it's crazy to see. But yeah, I think my top play from this game, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, we'll talk a little bit a little bit more about him as he's part of my uh, sharp side lock pick. Uh, so we'll get to that later. But I like him and Ingram. Those are probably my top two options. Uh, I think Ingram is super interesting, especially on FanDuel today, where 
we got a, a lot of value guys that are going to be pretty popular at small forward. In the Celtics, guys, uh, as Hayward and Jalen Brown should be both pretty popular. I like Ingram a lot. I think he'll be his ownership will be very reasonable. The price tag uh, is definitely affordable, 7-9 on FanDuel, 7-8 on DraftKings. So I like him a pretty good amount. I would say those two are my, my favorite options. But you can definitely go elsewhere. You can go Zion Williamson. His price is down a little bit on DraftKings to 7-7. Seven, seven. Uh, he's actually cheaper than Ingram now, which hasn't been the case uh, recently. So I, I like Zion over there. Uh, FanDuel is a little bit different because of Power Forward. There are a few other guys that I think uh, are cheaper that I'm going to be trying to spend down at Power Forward on FanDuel. But on DraftKings, I do like Zion a pretty good amount. So I would say those are my top three options. Uh, but you can get you can get some value pieces in this game as well. Derek Favors has kind of been picking up some minutes lately. Uh, and if he's going to be around 25 minutes, I think it's a good spot for him in a matchup against the T-Wolves here. You know, they have a, a 130 team total, so it's going to be hard to really nitpick these guys. I think you can really make a case for all of them. So it's kind of down to taking stands. I think the guy that I'm, I would, I guess, rule out easily is Drew Holiday. You know, the usage rate has really been low uh, since Zion really started picking up minutes more consistently. He's around a 21% usage rate. So obviously Ingram is uh, near 28% and Zion Williamson is near 30. So I, I would prefer those guys over Holiday. And I would prefer Ball over Holiday as well, just because uh, Ball's playing a ton of minutes and, you know, he's doing things across the board with rebounds, assists, and, and scoring here and there. So I think I would actually put Lonzo over Holiday, considering you do get a little bit of a discount as well. We'll talk about Drew in a second. I have some points I want to make on him. But before we do that, guys, please hit that like button for us. We would really, really appreciate it, guys. Uh, A couple things also I wanted to mention that I forgot to mention at the top. Listen, we got a free crunch time tomorrow, Kyle. Uh, Crunch time is going to be free for all the people. So come back tomorrow. Make sure you're playing and jump on in on this show tomorrow and then join the crunch time. That's going to be awesome. And after that, you know what we have going on, Kyle? We have a sports betting show going on. Uh, I'm going to be on it. JJ's going to be on it, Big T. And uh, we're going to be sitting there for three hours sweating games, and we're all going to have a $500 uh, bankroll. And we're going to see who can win the most money. Uh, hopefully no one goes broke throughout the show, but uh, we're going to try and run that thing up as much as we can and see who can be the best uh, sports betting person. We're also going to interact with the chat. I'm sure Big T will be telling stories. JJ's always got some fun stories about, uh, you know, grandma pooping her pants in the car. Uh, there's tons of fun <laughs> stuff going on. Uh, so we're going to be entertaining you guys. Uh, we'll be on there for three hours right after crunch time. So stick around. We have tons of awesome content. Kyle, did I sell you? Are you going to join the show tomorrow and uh, check it out? Yeah, man, it sounds like a like a, a game show live. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how you guys uh, react to all you know these live bets with with the bankroll that you have. Be a nice uh, competitive atmosphere. So I think it'll be fun for sure. Yeah, uh, a little practicing too for that sports betting championship I'm going to be at. So yeah. that'll be fun. Uh, it'll be a good time sweating that out and just laughing and having a good time. So if you guys are just watching the games and you know you're, you're bored, uh, you know just come join. Even if you're not a guy that can sports bet, right? Uh, maybe you can listen about it and learn more about sports betting or just sweat the games with us, right? We'll be in there having fun. I'm sure we'll be talking DFS and we might even be talking light swaps, right? Some crazy news might drop and we might even talk about that. So guys join in on that we would appreciate it if you guys could join us but let's talk about drew again i think you made great points about those other guys right listen i like zion i like favors they're really good plays i think brandon ingram's an awesome play i do think there's some really good small forward plays though even lonzo ball i think he's a great play too but i think there's some opportunity with drew holiday and i think on FanDuel specifically you can find that and the reason why if you look right in these big tournaments i love shooting guard today i think on FanDuel shooting guard is loaded you got booker you got lavert um, 
I'm blanking who else at the top? D'Angelo Russell. Uh, there's another guy, uh, DeMar DeRozan. That's the other one I'm thinking of. There's so many good shooting guard options. You can go lower to a guy like a Norman Powell if all those Raptors guys are out. So many opportunities there at shooting guard. And Drew Holiday is a leverage opportunity off of those high spends. And he's a leverage off of Zion and Ingram. I'm not saying that Zion and Ingram are not going to get their normal usage. But if they don't, who's going to get that usage and have the big game? It could easily be Drew. So I think there's some double leverage opportunities there. And he could be what? Maybe, let's see on the uh, RG uh, percentage owned, what do we have here? Let me hit the refresh. Uh, he's probably going to be what? What would you say, Kyle? 5% owned? Yeah, probably around there, 5 10%. Yeah. Yeah. And for Drew, we got, I can't type. We have him at, look, 12% owned. Uh, I was hoping to be a little bit lower, but um, I could see him being in that single digits. And uh, that could just be one pivot you make and you can just go chalk the rest of the way. So um, still looks like a pretty good play overall. 5.1 point per dollar, smash percentage, 29%. Definitely a good play. But uh, listen, I love Zion. Trust me, I'm going to have a lot of him. Uh, we're going to kind of build out my FanDuel script uh, in about 15 minutes or so. We're going to kind of look at that and see how it shakes up. Uh, see what I'm kind of doing and talk about like plays that we like, but Zion's a guy I'm going to have a lot of, trust me. Uh, definitely going to load up on him. Uh, let's talk about the other side, because I think there's a lot to like on the Minnesota Timberwolves too, right? Uh, if you look at this Timberwolves team, it's D'Angelo Russell's world and, and he gets all the usage, right? Uh, all the usage is just being, being funneled to him. He's 9K. Should he be 10K, Kyle? I mean, at this price, I still think he's too cheap. It feels like CJ McCollum just getting funneled too much usage where he's getting 50, 40 to 50 fantasy points almost every night. Yeah, I mean, you know, with all the guys that they have out, it's a little bit of a of a short rotation for him, specifically when it comes down to just the talent around him. You know, there's not really any specifically good ball handlers or shot makers. So he is the guy when it comes down to usage. Uh, 40% assist rate since joining the T-Wolves. So that number's pretty solid as well. 15% rebound rate as well. So those numbers look really strong. So it's just really hard for me to get away from him. And, you know, I haven't checked the updated ownership since going live, but 21% right now on FanDuel. Uh, Roto-Grinders has projected right now. So I think that's actually a pretty strong number. I think we'll see a lot, a lot of guys higher than that. You know, I think we'll see Booker higher. We'll see DeRozan higher. Uh, and then, you know, if we get some injury news, we might even see a guy like Norman Powell, who's a value guy, potentially be up there as well. So, uh, you know, Russell projected as a third highest owned shooting guard right now on FanDuel. I like that a lot. Um, I think he's, a, you know, he's, he's not a super chalky play, not contrarian by any means, but I really like the upside that he brings tonight. Yeah. Also think Malik Beasley is a good play. Who are some other Timberwolves you like? And then some injury news dropped. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but who are some of the other Timberwolves you'd want to go to? Because I think Beasley's kind of in play as well. Yeah, I think Beasley's definitely in play. He he should be pretty contrarian. I think most people are looking to spend up a little bit at shooting guard, so he could be contrarian. Um, Van Vliet actually just got listed doubtful, and so did Serge Ibaka. So maybe we see a guy like Norman Powell um, get some ownership as well. But uh, as far as these other Timberwolves, I think James Johnson is somewhat interesting. Uh, I like him when he's a little bit cheaper, but, you know, the minutes have been pretty solid, and he's been producing pretty well. The guy I like is Naz Reed. You know, the minutes are going to be not as great, but be around 25 minutes, really good permanent guy. Played 22 minutes last game. So kind of hope that he can get more and this one be around 25 minutes. And I think he, he becomes a pretty solid play. And like I mentioned, I am looking to, to save a little bit at power forward, you know, maybe go down in, his, in that price range and he kind of fits that mold for me. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, real quick, let's mention this since we're, we're there, right? Uh, you know, you like D'Angelo Russell uh, on your sharp side lock bet. Uh, what, what do you like there over there on him? Yeah, I mean, we all the things that we've talked about, you know, with, with the usage, with the matchup, obviously the game totals is really, really strong here. Um, you know, they're they're implied 118. It's just hard to imagine that D'Lo 
if this game, if they are going to put up nearly 120 points, it's hard to imagine he's not going to put up 25. So I, I locked that one in. I believe it was minus 120. So uh, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't you know an underdog by any means. But I, I do think it's it's pretty hard to see a game where if the Timberwolves do compete in this one at all, and as long as he doesn't struggle immensely, I think it's it's a game where he easily gets 25 points in this one. Yeah, and if you guys don't know, uh, the Sharp Side app, it's a way to track your bets, and we're giving away free money over there, right? We're giving away up to $1,400 if you can get 30 lock bets in a row. Once you hit five, you get $10 in FanDuel credit for every single lock bet that you guys get. So, uh, listen, start jumping on on Sharp Side and get some free money. I'll give you my lock bet, and it kind of segues into a, a game that we're talking about now. Uh, there weren't a ton of player props I was in love with today. I did like the D'Angelo Russell over on rebounds at four and a half, but that was more of a value play at plus 122. You can bet all the way up to minus 140. And uh, instead, I ended up going with the Raptors. I just went them minus four and a half. I got them at, I think, minus 115. But uh, listen, they're only giving away four and a half points. They're on a three-game losing streak, and they are a team that is great at covering against the spread. They're, they're funneling more usage to a guy like Pascal. And the Suns, they are not one of those teams that's good against covering against the spread, right? They're, they're a banged-up team. They have no Kelly Oubre, which has hurt them a ton. I think it's actually hurt Booker a little bit. Uh, the price is still right on Booker, and the usage is there. He's just not hitting shots. But I think Kelly Oubre has hurt him a little bit. So uh, this Suns team is struggling, and uh, I still think that uh, the Raptors at minus four and a half. I like that one. And that is my lock bet, but listen, let's dive in and go to the situation room. Let's, let's show some of the people uh, what's going on over there because we got this uh, news that came in Kyle. Right. And with this news, it's super important because uh, you know, there's no Van Vliet. There's no Abaka more than likely. They're both listed as doubtful. Um, what do you think is going to happen here? No Abaka. Do you think that's going to help out, uh, you know, Powell, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who are some of your favorite guys? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how the, the, the news changes the ownership here on Siakam because like I mentioned right now, the ownership projections are really directed towards Hayward and Brown at the small forward position where, you know, looking at Fandle where it's a little bit easier to narrow down the ownerships. He's 51% on Fandle, uh, around 15 on DraftKings, but you know, and then um, 47% for Brown, nearly 30% on DraftKings. Uh, so I think if Siakam's going to be low owned, I think he's super interesting. Obviously the matchup is, is one that he could, he could, he could favor him here. Um, so I think that would be the main thing that I'm looking at. Also, the OG and an OB ownership, man, if he's going to be popular after what he's done over the last two games, I think it's going to be – It's I think I'm going to want to fade him here, you know, considering the price is up. Most of his uh, production has come off of steals. I think he has like 15 steals or, or 13 or 14 steals over the last two games. So obviously it's boosting up his numbers a bit. Um, he's he scored, you know, I think he had over 30 points in that last game. So he's been productive. But if he's going to be popular – I think I would look away from there. Obviously, Lowry is going to be a guy that people are going to want to look at. His price is way, way low on FanDuel. I think 6900 is just way too cheap in this spot. I'm normally not a Kyle Lowry guy, but at that price tag on FanDuel, I like that over there. 8100 on DraftKings, I prefer to play Siakam at that price tag. Um, if you can just kind of decide uh, just on the Raptors alone, I think uh, Siakam would be my number one guy on FanDuel. Or on DraftKings, sorry, and then Lowry would be my number one on FanDuel. Yeah, man, those prices are way too good. Uh, even Ronda House Jefferson, right? He, he's 3.8K still. Like, that's just, yep. that's an egregious price, right? Uh, one thing I want to mention, and this is this is a great way to segue in, uh, Pascal Siakam on FanDuel specifically, uh, he's 8K about, or he might even be a little bit more. But listen, on FanDuel, if you look, uh, and I'll pull it up now, the small forward position, if you look at this position, there are two guys that are going to garner a ton of ownership today. And I mean an absolute ton. 
Uh, Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown, they're, they're both pretty cheap over there on FanDuel. 6K and 6.2K. We have met 51%. We have met 47%. Obviously, Pascal's percentage will probably go up a bunch. Pascal, we have him at 5%. But listen, I think Pascal, even at 10%, I mean, he's a guy you have to consider right at that price. He could have a massive game. They've been funneling a ton of usage his way. I think Pascal's an amazing tournament play right now. What about you? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see because I think that third guy in terms of ownership will either be Ingram or Siakam. Um, so if it's if it's Ingram, I think Siakam's really interesting. Either way, I think I'll like them both. You mentioned the usage, 28 over the last two games, 28% usage. Um, so it's been consistent as well as pretty strong. The minutes are going to be really, really strong for Siakam as long as this game is competitive and you know based on the spread. Uh, I think the Raptors win, but I do think this game is close. So uh, I, I think potentially having Ingram or Siakam in your lineup could be contrarian, especially if you're playing on FanDuel, considering guys like Brown and Hayward are going to carry so much of the ownership over on a site like FanDuel where you know, you're kind of structured more uh, strictly in terms of your, your position eligibility. Yeah, and he's just not shooting well, right? Like he went 9 for 23 in the one game, 6 for 21. He, had, he hasn't shot the greatest, and he's – you know, even that Charlotte game, he ended up being fine. Uh, I expect him to be great. His usage has been awesome. I am definitely in on this. Uh, you know, you have to love Siakam. I think he's a good play. Let's talk about these Celtics and how you're approaching them. Uh, because I think, you know, if you're building out your tournament teams, I think you're going to maybe play one of Dinwiddie and Lavert. Like, make sure they're not on the same team. And then w- when you do play them, I think you're running it back with Celtics, right? One guy I love today is Karis Lavert. I think he's an amazing play over on FanDuel. Way too cheap at 6.5K. Uh, cash games, it's a little hard because I think shooting guard is absolutely loaded. But in tournaments, if I'm playing Karis Levert, I'm playing a lot of them, I think, and I'm going to run it back with some of these Celtics. Give me Hayward. Give me Brown. Uh, Marcus Smart. We've seen him be, be, be phenomenal. I don't think I'm messing with Kemba, though, on that minutes limit. How about you? Yeah, I, I think Kemba on FanDuel is is somewhat interesting. I, I do think it is tough, but the price tag at 6.6, no Tatum. The, when he's on the floor – while he will be limited minutes wise, the usage should be phenomenal. Uh, so I do think he's somewhat interesting as, as a dart throw, uh, as a tournament play. The ownership should be very, lo- very low um, in this game. I like Brown and Hayward a lot. I hate that they're like so popular on FanDuel, but the, the price tag on these guys is just incredibly low. 6200 for Brown, 6K for Hayward. I don't even mind playing them both together considering their, their price. I would prefer to play them separately, but if you want to play both of them together, I don't I don't mind at all. On DraftKings, I think I pick one. And I think I, I lean Brown just because he's cheaper uh, over on, on DraftKings. I think I prefer Hayward on FanDuel because he's cheaper, and I think he'll actually be lower owned than Brown um, by a little bit. I think they'll both be pretty popular. As far as the Nets, I think Dinwiddie's a really strong play. He won't have much ownership at all. We saw the Levert price come down to earth a little bit, so I can definitely get behind that as well. I think they're both really strong tournament plays. And I don't think they'll have very much ownership considering how how much we, we should like these Celtics plays, like Brown, Hayward, uh, and even if you want to play a guy like Daniel Tice or Marcus Smart even. Um, probably not Marcus Smart on DraftKings, but on FanDuel, I do think he's in play. Uh, having a guy like Levert or Dinwiddie to run it back with makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Definitely a way I, w- I would work that throughout my script. Listen, let's head over to the court IQ and let's talk about a situation. And it's the first game of the night, right? That's going to be super important on DraftKings, specifically uh, the Spurs and the Hornets, right? Uh, let's analyze the situation. We got the Hornets up here. Who do we got to take off the court right now? Uh, we're taking uh, Devontae Graham off the court. Who, who's another guy that's out tonight that we need to take off? Monk, right? We got him off the suspension. Uh, am I missing anyone else that we need to make sure is off here? Well, I mean, if you want to want to be a little bit, it's not necessarily guaranteed, but I, I take Cody Zeller off. That's that's what I've been doing. Actually, news that Cody Zeller is back in starting lineup as of about 
10 seconds ago. So never mind on that one. So yeah, just Monk and, and Graham, as far as I can see, it, I don't think bacon will affect anything. So I would just take uh, Graham and Monk off. All right, we'll run that now. And that's a great point you brought up, right? Because sometimes you might analyze a situation and think someone's not getting as many minutes, right? And maybe sometimes you want to look at something and be like, hey, listen, I know that this guy uh, is going to be on the bench and he might avoid a different player. So let me see how he'll be in those 10 minutes without him uh, and just kind of dive into that. I think that's interesting stuff to look at. So let's run this now and see what kind of pops up because Terry Rogier, right? He's one of the guys you want to look at today. If you look at some of the usage numbers that are popping, uh, you got Cody Martin at 4.4. He's bumped up. Uh, Terry Rozier, he looks like he's getting the biggest bump. Uh, he's getting 0.11 fantasy points per minute. He's getting a nice 2.6% usage bump. Uh, you know, he's looking pretty good here. How are you approaching Terry Rozier? Because, uh, listen, uh, he has not been the greatest chalk as of late. Yeah, I feel like uh, even back to his Celtics days, there were a few times where he was just massive chalk and, and let down people a little bit. Uh, I do think it is a really strong play, especially on on FanDuel, where he's extremely cheap compared to some other guys. On DraftKings, when you price it out compared to other uh, point guards, he is cheap as well. You know, the the majority of the guys that I like at point guard are uh, more expensive, and Rozier's probably one of the cheapest ones that I feel really confident in. Um, he's going to be very popular. I do think he's a good play. Uh, I definitely think he's a, it would be a, a cash game staple for for FanDuel lineups, uh, for DraftKings as well, most likely. But as far as tournaments, if you wanted to pay up at both spots at point guard, I think that's a good way to get contrarian. And there's definitely a, a few other guys uh, on the on the Charlotte side of things that I think we can play to get leverage off. So we can play a guy like Cody Martin, who's a little bit cheaper, and we can play a guy like Miles Bridges, uh, who's 5'7". Uh, on on FanDuel 5-5 on DraftKings at the small four position. I think that's a good little leverage play. And then P.J. Washington, too. I think this is a game where we, we potentially see these lineups kind of just match each other, you know, uh, with no Pirtle and no Aldridge. San Antonio could roll out a smaller lineup and Charlotte could just follow them, play Washington at the five a little bit. I think he uh, it's a game where he potentially sees mid-30 minutes, and he's already been playing around 30 anyway. So even if he only gets 30, you feel pretty confident in that minutes floor. So I think those are, those are the guys that I had the most interest in. And it makes a lot of sense if you don't want to play Rozier to use guys like Bridges and Washington and even Cody Martin as leverage because Rozier will be massive chalk. Yeah, and one thing I'll mention, uh, you know, you talk about two guys, uh, you know, not playing them together. Like, if you're running a script, don't play Cody Zeller and P.J. Washington together, right? Because P.J. can get some small ball time at the five. That's probably not a good combination, correct? Right, yep. All right, yeah, that, that definitely makes some sense. How about the other side, right? Uh, I know DeMar DeRozan. He has had some awesome usage, Kyle. I get yeah. it. Um, is he too expensive? DK, I don't think so. I think FanDuel, it's more of a conversation, mainly because the position is deep, right? Uh, last game against Indiana, he had, he had a really poor usage rate, right? 15.28. That was an outlier, you would assume. Uh, right. You know, Looking at his other rates, they look really good. Um, and again, Charlotte. Charlotte's a tough matchup for point guards. And I know DeMar isn't typically a point guard, but he is kind of the ball handler and probably could see Terry Rozier for some time. So I think there could be some possible downside. And even on FanDuel at 8K, there are other guys you can go to. I'm not saying I won't you know, be playing DeMar DeRozan in my cash games. There's a good chance I will be. He's just such a strong play. But I think that he's a guy with so many good options at shooting guard. I think you might want to get a little more underweight on him in tournaments. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely lean a guy like D'Angelo Russell, $500 more. Uh, I prefer him. And then I prefer Devin Booker as well for a $500 discount. So DeRozan kind of falls into uh, a middle tier of those two guys. And then you can talk about guys in different pricing ranges. I like Bradley Beal. He's 10-3. 
Uh, and then you got some cheaper guys like Marcus Smart, Karis Levert. Uh, like I said, Marcus Smart and DraftKings I probably don't get to, but I definitely think I'll be underweight on the Rosen. I probably won't have him in my in my main three lineups on FanDuel. So yeah, I, I think for me, I'm prioritizing a guy like D'Angelo Russell. And then after that, Rosen just doesn't really find his way into to my main lineups. Definitely, you probably want to include him in your player pool for sure of 150 lineups or whatever it may be. But for me, he's not necessarily a priority for me tonight. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Kyle. Uh, real quick, we got some people saying in the chat, apparently no Popovich tonight, right? Tim Duncan is coaching them. So maybe we won't get yeah. Pop tonight, but I don't think that makes such a uh, big difference uh, altogether. But uh, I want to talk about one more injury situation and kind of pick your brain about that. And then after we do that, uh, I, I want to kind of go through my script, right? We're going to go through my FanDuel script. We're going to, you know, exclude all the guys and then go through which guys I want to play tonight and, and put them in my lineup. Uh, but listen, let's, let's talk about this situation, the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I love Shake Milton. The price seems like it's a little expensive now, but I still think he's an okay play. If you look at some of the numbers with, uh, you know, what Ben Simmons usage was compared to Milton, Milton's still seeing close to Simmons type of usage rates. I think it's a tough matchup, but I still think he's in play in tournaments. Milton's interesting. I still think Tobias Harris. Again, we talked about small forward being really deep today with guys like Pascal now, Jalen Brown, Hayward. I think Harris is a great tournament play. And then they're going to need uh, you know, Al Horford's size. He can obviously get it done here. I still think he's in play too. Those are the three Sixers I think you've got to be targeting in tournaments. What's your take on all those plays? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think this this game's going overlooked as a whole, you know, with so many other injury situations as well as two high total games in the Washington game as well as the Minnesota game. Uh, this game is just kind of going overlooked with, you know, only a 220 total. Harris, I think, is really interesting, especially on FanDuel. He's 7,300 over there. The ownership is pretty low. You know, I think he'll probably be outside the top five, top four for sure of ownership on FanDuel. On DraftKings, I think he'll be even lower owned considering his price is a little bit higher. I like Al Horford a lot. You know, uh, on FanDuel, he's 6,200 still. On DraftKings, a little bit more expensive, but I think he's playable on both sides. On DraftKings, he'll be, I think he'll be extremely low-owned. And then on, on FanDuel, I think the price is just too cheap. And then, yeah, I'm right there with you on Shake Milton. Uh, like I mentioned, I, I think right now I prefer to, if I'm going to not play Rosie, I prefer to get two uh, more higher or more expensive point guards. And so Shake Milton kind of doesn't really find my, his way into my main lineup over there. But uh, I do think it makes sense that he could be a direct pivot off of Rozier, similar price. And the ownership should be probably half, maybe even more than half of what Rozier's going to have, considering how popular I expect Rozier to be. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, for me, Horford's a priority for me on FanDuel. I think he's a really strong play. And then Harris and Milton are a good tournament option. So I, I like that a lot. Sorry, I had myself muted there. And I was just saying, Shake Milton, right? 4% owned, right? That's his ownership yep. there over on DK. It's a great pivot, right? Um, and it's totally worth looking at in tournaments. Uh, I think it's something you got to consider. If you were playing one of those Sixers, are you running it back with a LeBron or Anthony Davis? How would you approach that? Yeah, it's tough. I think I'm I'm liking more of a balanced build tonight. And I think most people are, are with me there, considering the ownership on these guys is pretty low. But, you know, I do think... Potentially, you know, Davis, is, Davis missed the game, first game back since being out. I think LeBron could be somewhat interesting here. Um, I am a little bit worried about how much the 76ers team can compete here, and it is a tough tough matchup for both teams, really. It should be a pretty slow-paced slow, slow paced game, and both teams in, inside the top 10 of defensive efficiency. So um, I, I don't prefer to play LeBron or Davis, but if I'm going to have two or three 76ers in a tournament lineup, say, you know, maybe set a rule if I have two 76ers to get a guy like LeBron. And I would prefer LeBron over Davis tonight, though. 
Yeah, I think that makes sense. If you're going to play two Sixers, you definitely have to have a Laker ram back. And then between yep. uh, between James and Davis, I don't know. As Blender would say, you know, play whoever you want. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I, that doesn't matter. Just pick pick whichever one you think is best. Um, listen, Kyle, we're going to break down my FanDuel script, right? Uh, I'm, I'm joining that $3 today. I'm already in it. Got my entries. And I started looking at some stuff and I said, you know, why don't we just do this on the show? We'll just kind of uh, go through the process of it. What I kind of do, give the people a little bit of a sneak peek at some things. So, I'm going to hit the refresh, Kyle, and then we're going to go game by game and uh, just kind of put in the guys that we want based on looking at everything here. Um, So I'm going to go to exclude, which is what I do. I go to options. I go to exclude all. So I take them all out of the everyone out because I don't want to be, you know, giving these like 3.5K guys that I don't want to have. I want to get them absolutely out of my lineup. So uh, hang on. I'm struggling here to make this work. Um, Let's see. Options, exclude all. Oh, here we go. I had to hit okay. There we go. We're, we're ready to go, Kyle. So let's go game by game. So now I'm going to go to Charlotte and we'll go to San Antonio, right? We're going to look at this game. We're going to break this kind of down a bit. And uh, I got, you know, DeMar Rosen, right? We want to put him in. He seems like a good play. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we got the, we'll go, I'll sort by smash percentage. That's kind of the way I like to do that. I think the smash percentage tool is really awesome. I like looking at that and look at the point per dollar. Terry Rogier, 42% smash percentage. He's a guy that I'm going to have. I don't know if I'm going to go overweight for sure on him, but I'm definitely going to have him. I'm probably going to at least be even with the field. So we're going to put him in. Trey Lyles uh, on FanDuel. What do you want to do with him? 5.4K. I think I'm still going to put him in my pool. How about you? Yeah, I think you should have him in your pool for sure. The price is up. The ownership is still high despite the the price being up. But like I mentioned, this game should be good for him. It's going to be hard for him to get phased out. You know, he's going to play mid-30s minutes with upside for more. So, yeah, I think you got to have him in there for sure. All right, yeah, we're going to put him in there. Uh, I put the Rosen in. Uh, what about a Miles Bridges? I actually think Miles Bridges is a really strong play today, someone that I would want to look at getting in on the uh, Hornets. How about you? Yeah, I like Miles Bridges a lot tonight. All right, Bobby, we just got quick news. Only 20 to 25 minutes for Kemba. Does that change anything for you with these Celtics? Uh, I guess when we get there, we're going to jam them in even even uh, stronger. Yeah, I, I think I was hoping for more. Uh, and it looks like a – a beat writer for Bo- uh, for Boston says that he's actually going to be 20 to 22 minutes. So th- there's conflicting reports. So it could be even lower than 25. So I I'd probably off of Kemba now. I just don't think he has the upside with those minutes. Yeah. Like I said, I'm definitely going to be loading up on those Celtics when we get there. Uh, I'm out on Murray, Cody Martin, the rest of them. Like I'm good. Like four of these guys, I think is pretty good for this game. Yeah. I mean, if, if I were you, I would consider including a guy like Cody Martin or PJ Washington and then possibly setting a rule to where, you know, if you don't have Terry Rozier, maybe get two of those three, like Cody Martin, PJ Washington and Miles Bridges in. I think that'll bring you a lot of leverage as well as potentially some unique climbs for sure. Okay. I, I won't go and do all those groups and stuff that takes some time and I'll do that off air, right. but I'll consider yeah. that if I need it in my pool right after I run stuff. And I think I need to mix that in. That's something I'll go back to for sure. Let's go to Brooklyn. Let's go to Boston. The game we just talked about, listen, man, I'm not missing out on Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown jam those two in for me. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of them for sure, but you gotta look for leverage opportunities, right? That's something that you definitely have to look at. It's super important. Uh, what about Karis LeVert, right? Um, Karis LeVert, I think he's a guy we talked about before. I want to get him in there. Is he your favorite between him and Dimwini? Uh, on FanDuel, I think so. Actually, no, on FanDuel, I think I'd take Dinwiddie just because I think Dinwiddie's going to be extremely contrarian and possibly, you know, some good leverage at, at point guard. Uh, and shooting guard is pretty uh, pretty stacked today, I think. So I would prefer Dinwiddie, but I definitely think LeVert is, is worthy of being in the pool for sure. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to mention. One thing I'll say is I am going to put Dinwiddie in there, but when I build it, right, uh, one of my rules I'm putting in, I'm making sure that I got no Dinwiddie and no LeVert together. I'm not going to have those two together. That's right. an absolute mistake. So here, I'll go here now. Let, let's go to player groups. Just to give you guys a, a sneak peek at it. 
you know, I type in Dimwitty's name and then I put uh, Karis Levert, done. And then I'll say use group only in lineups they do not contain. So we don't want, you know, this group, we do not want Dinwiddie with Karis LeVert. So we just made sure to make that rule in there. So done. Those guys will not be on the same team. At least that's how I'm approaching it. Maybe both could get there. If you are going to play both, you probably want to have like four Celtics, right? Or, or maybe even three, uh, probably minimum three. If you're going to have both those guys, if you're expecting maybe overtime or this game just go absolutely nuts. So um, that's just how I'm approaching it. My strategy is making sure that those two are not in the same team. I don't want to make sure I run that thing back with Celtics. Uh, do you think with Levert, I need to make sure they're Celtics or can I have Levert alone on FanDuel at 6.5? Uh, I think you could have Malone, but I just don't think you will too often because of how good, how good of plays Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward are. Uh, I think for the most part, if you have 150 lineups, the majority of them are going to have one of those two guys in. So I think naturally uh, it'll just build out that way. And that's just how I feel about it anyway. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Uh, listen, guys, if you could hit the like button, we would really, really appreciate that over here. Uh, you know, we're giving away crunch time for free tomorrow, guys. So please hit the like if you enjoy what we're doing. Uh, listen, we got Marcus Smart. I'm putting him in there. How about Daniel Tice? Uh, he's 5.6K at a power forward position. Any interest in him? Yeah, for me, I'm leaving Tice out just because I think there are a few other guys a little bit cheaper uh, and in that same price range that I like a little bit more. And like I mentioned at that point, he'd probably be like uh, a fourth Celtic that you could potentially have in your lineup. So I just don't get to it too often. Yeah. And I think before the RHJ news, I was going to put him in there, but I'm going to probably have a lot of RHA at that price. It's just an absolute yeah. misprice. So I'm going to have him. Um, I'm not in on Deandre Jordan, uh, Brad Wanamaker, um, Joe Harris, Kemba, all these guys I'm out on. Um, there's one more guy. I think I included by accident, Jared Allen. Do you want him in there? Cause I don't think I want him in. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, like I mentioned, he's kind of in the same boat as Tice. There's cheaper guys as well as, you know, some other power forwards on the slate. So uh, he's a guy that can blow up any given night. But for me, I don't think I'll have him in the player pool. Yeah, I misclicked it by accident. So uh, we're going to get him out of there. Sorry for that. I'm on the new computer, Kyle, the new Mac. Uh, things are yep. confusing. I, I went from Windows to Mac. Uh, so, you know, trying to make all this is, is a little difficult. Let's go to the game of the night now, right? We're going to Minnesota. We're going to the Pelicans. And uh, listen, I'm going to be loading up on this. Give me D'Angelo Russell. Uh, listen, I'm just going to say names and, and tell me if I should stop and not put him in. Zion in. Drew Holiday in. You like Nas Reed in? Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to put Lonzo Ball in. Ingram, Favors, Malik Beasley. Now I think we get interesting. Uh, Josh Akogi, yes, no? I don't think so. I think he's a little bit too outside the box here. And there, there's going to be a pretty good amount of power forwards in that value range that I think we can get to. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, Wancho, James Johnson, any Josh Hart. I don't mind Josh Hart, but a shooting guard on FanDuel, I don't love it. DraftKings, maybe. I think the price is probably too up. Um, Nicola Melli, you have any interest in him? No, I, I think the only guy that I would really have interest in down here it would be Wancho, but I just don't love the price on him. So it's tough to get to, but he is he has been really good permanent-wise, and the minutes have been pretty strong over the last three games, 27, 31, and 31. So I think he's the only guy I can make a case for. The only issue is the price. 4-8 on Fandle definitely isn't a, a gimme by any means. Yeah, I'm with you. By the way, we got uh, Dan saying best cast ever. Thank you, uh, you know, <laughs> Kyle, and I appreciate that. Uh, we also got Maxwell Glover. He's saying Lyles is a ticking time bomb. Time bomb. He is going to bust soon. Uh, Kyle, what do you think about that? I know we talked about Lyles a little bit, but do you kind of agree he's a little volatile today? I think I'm going to play Lyles, but I think I'm going to be underweight on him. I do think he's definitely volatile, especially considering – well, I guess we'll have to wait on these new ownership projections with the, the the Toronto news. I think he could potentially fall down a little bit with RHJ coming into the fold. But 
I think just because of the price tag he's volatile, he's going to play 30 minutes. Like, there's no way around it. I, I think unless foul trouble or injury or something like that. But for the most part, you know, when you run like 100 different simulations or whatever it may be, he's getting, he's getting the minutes here. He's going to play 30 minutes or more with upside for even mid to high 30s. So I do think he's volatile based on the price. You know, he's not always going to perform here, but the minutes will definitely be there. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I said, I, I think Lyles is one of the uh, better guys that maybe uh, not, a, not be as high on today. Um, so yeah, another question in chat, uh, what Celtic is better than Brown or Hayward, Kyle? Uh, maybe it's smart, but that's about it. I think those two are the best Celtics though. Yeah, I think they're the best for sure. I, I think smart would be possibly in, in the, in contention on Fandle, but not on DraftKings just due to the pricing over there. Uh, but for me, I think it's, it's Hayward and Brown at the top. Yeah. Again, another good leverage guy, right? A good shooting guard and a guy you can maybe leverage off of the Hayward and Brown a little bit. So uh, yeah, that's something you can do. We're going to go to the next game. We're going to go to Clippers and OKC and I'm going to start, you know, putting some guys in. Uh, There's a lot of revenge opportunity here, but uh, I don't know, Kyle, this game, I don't have a great read on. I think Paul George at 6.8 can handle. I got to put him in here. Correct. Yeah, a little bit of a revenge game going back to OKC. So uh, I like a little bit. Uh, and the price tag is just really intriguing, and he's just not going to get ownership. So it's he struggled for sure recently, but, you know, it's Paul George. He's one of the best players in the NBA, so I like it. Yeah, what about some of these other guys? I think Chris Paul at 7-3 is a good opportunity, right, to, to get off of a Fox or a Lowry, uh, maybe make sure that my Paul George and Chris Paul are just together. That way, if, like, they don't work out, they just – burn together and, and go down in flames together that's something i might consider doing um what do you think 5.3k for short air at a deep shooting guard position uh you know you got sga you got him uh he's obviously priced up a bit but uh you know there's opportunity for him what, what are you kind of doing with this whole situation yeah i like chris paul a pretty good amount in here like i mentioned i think it's a, a good way to get contrarian by potentially having two of these guys in that 7k range at point guard on fanduel uh, so i like him a pretty good amount and I like Kawhi a little bit as well. I think possibly using a same a similar script where you have George or Kawhi and then you know pair him with Chris Paul. I think that makes sense. Schroeder, I do like a little bit, uh, but you mentioned it deep deep position here tonight at, at shooting guard. So um, you could potentially include him in in your player pool and then it's be you know sprinkle him in there five ten percent or whatever it may be. But uh, I, I'm definitely not you know massively high on him or anything by any means. Yeah. And like, maybe you go like 20% Chris Paul and you go 10%, uh, you know, Kawhi and then 10% Paul George, you mix them all together. Right now. I just only put Paul George on. I I put on, um, I also put on uh, Chris Paul might go back to some of these guys and add them in after I run everything. Right. Uh, We're currently at 20 players. I like to make my pool. I don't want to have like above 45 at the max. I'd like to be in the sweet range of 30 to 35. We already got 20 players. So um, we'll have to see, maybe I'll go back and add some of those guys. Let's go on to golden state and go to Denver because again, uh, listen, this is a spot where the Warriors, they have a lot of guys that get some opportunity. Uh, it's a pretty good spot to look at some of these guys. But I don't know how to approach this one, Kyle. I mean, Pascal's a pretty good price at 4.7K. I think he's someone that you can consider. We talked about a lot of these cheap power forwards. He's only 1%. He's the best smash percentage play on this game. Uh, who are some of the guys that you like? Yeah, two of my favorite tournament plays are actually in this game. So Pascal's one of them. I think his ownership will be extremely low considering that this is going to be an eight-man rotation from what I've seen so far uh I haven't checked on the Warriors since you know around two or three o'clock so I might be they might have done something with G League or whatever it may be but as far as I can tell eight-man rotation so uh or no they have Randall so a nine-man rotation sorry but I don't expect him to you know factor in too much so but Pascal and Chris are two of my favorite tournament plays like I mentioned they add Randall who was a wizard last year but he's a point guard so he shouldn't really factor into the rotation as far as affecting Chris and Pascal too much for sure 
Uh, the center position is a little bit iffy. A lot of the guys that I think are strong plays are uh, popular and and expensive. Marquise Chris is not going to be popular and also not expensive. So I, I like him a, a lot tonight uh, in tournaments and Pascal as well. I think he's going to play, you know, the upwards of mid 30 minutes, probably be around 32 if you're projecting a safe number. But yeah, those are two of my favorite tournament plays tonight. Yeah, I love that call, Kyle. I think that's a great call. Uh, I think the, uh, the Chris is a great route to go, especially because center, I, I don't think that's a spot where I'm going to eat as much chalk, right? I think I might be a little right. bit more different there in my tournament build. Uh, I'm going to put Jamal Murray in there because I think he's got a great ceiling at that price. Uh, so I'm going to put him in for now. Maybe I'll, I'll realize I have too many guys and I need to X them out. But for now, I'm going to throw him in there. That's something I can easily go and tweak. Um, what about Jeremy Grant? He could be a guy, right? If Millsap gets ruled out, he could be interesting at the power forward spot. Um, is he a guy you'd want to put in there? He's only 1%. We can, you know, I can maybe put 5% grant and I'm still overweight right now. And uh, I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on that kind of uh, route? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is just another another spot where there's going to be two guys here. If, if Millsap's ruled out, I think I would have interest in Grant and Michael Porter Jr. You know, we saw, saw it happen last game where MPJ only got 19 minutes, but he performed very well. You know, if, if it's just a game where whatever may happen, if he gets 25 minutes, we've seen the talent from him. Obviously a great matchup. So if it's a game where Michael Porter Jr. gets 25 minutes, he could potentially uh, smash, and he's going to be virtually unowned. And then Jeremy Grant is kind of the opposite of Michael Porter Jr. He'll be really safe with the minutes, not as he's, – he's good per minute, but he's not as good per minute player as Michael Porter Jr. So if if Millsap's ruled out, I think those are two guys that you include in your player pool and then make a rule saying uh, play just one of those guys in, in whatever lineup. Yeah, that works. Uh, how about Jokic? Uh, you know, I, I there's not a lot of these other guys I want. Maybe maybe Wiggins or Lee I'd want to throw in there. Um, what do you think of those three guys? Yeah, so Jokic I think is a guy who's not going to look very, very – he's not going to grade out very well as a, as a point-per-dollar play, but it's a slate where we have a lot of value, and he could potentially be a guy who's going to be one of the high uh, you know, raw point scorers on the slate. So I think you could include him, potentially sprinkle him in a little bit. Uh, like I mentioned, you're going to have value to spread out anywhere. So you will have the money. And if, if you want to go up at center, I think it makes sense to play Jokic here where he's just not going to be very popular. Yeah, I'll throw him in for now. He could be a guy when I go and look at the centers, I, I might exit yeah. back out. And, and uh, right. what about Wiggins? Uh, Wiggins has opportunities, small forward position, kind of deep. I don't know, though. I don't think I can't figure that one out, Kyle. How about you? Yeah, for me, I, I think I'm preferring Siakam, preferring Ingram preferring even Paul George over Wiggins. So at that, he's kind of in there in the price range with those guys. So I think I'm just leaving Wiggins out. Yeah, that, that's currently where I'm at. But man, a 1% Wiggins, I'm going to put him in for now and then we'll see how it yeah. works out. Again, like I might have to go back and X some guys out. We're at 26 players now. And listen, we have a game, Toronto and Phoenix, where we got to load up on guys, right? Uh, you know, if you're looking right now, we got two core plays right here from Meansy. We got Powell, we got Lowry. I'm putting those guys in. I'm putting in, you know, RHJ. Uh, Lowry, we just said, I'm putting in Devin Booker. I, he, I know he's 40% owned, but he is a guy that I love today in a good spot. I'm probably staying away from OG. I, I don't need to go that route today. And, you know, people might chase him. Uh, I just don't think I need to go there. I'm putting Pascal in. I think he's a phenomenal play. I like Aiton as a spend up. I know his ownership has gone up a little bit. I don't know how I'll maybe approach him. Maybe I'll just go even with the field. Uh, I didn't know his ownership would be 26%, but uh, Aiton, I think, is certainly in play. Uh, what about a Bridges or a Rubio? Any other guys I'm missing here? Uh, I, I think you pretty much got them all. You know, I, I'm with you. I think I leave Ananobi out. I think people will flock to that uh, considering his, his main production is going to come from steals. I know he did have, what was it, 32 points last game. Uh, I just don't think that's a, a typical outcome for OG. And so I, I don't feel steals can necessarily be counted on uh, consistently. So, yeah, for me, it's it's those main guys that you mentioned. 
Yep, I'm with you on that. Uh, we got a QQ for you, actually. Uh, we're going to finish these two games out, and then we'll do the QQs. We'll answer this one, though, for you, Will. Uh, Kyle, if you had to pick one, is it D'Lo or is it Ingram? Oh man, those are two of my favorites tonight. So that's tough. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go D'Lo. I think you know with the with the Toronto news, it makes it a little bit easier to get off of Ingram and go to Siakam or even go down a bit to Paul George or or, or whatever you want to do at small forward. But uh, I guess I'll go with D'Lo. I just like him a lot. But right now, I have both of those guys in my main lineup. So a little bit yeah. of a, a sneak peek. I agree. I, I love D'Lo. That, that's the move, Kyle. If you have to pick, that's your safest bet, and uh, he's an awesome play. Listen, guys, if you could, please hit that like for us. We would really, really appreciate it. Uh, we're not giving away anything for it, but we are giving away Crunch Time tomorrow. We have a sports betting show going on with me, Big T, and we got JJ. We will be doing a $500 bankroll challenge, seeing who can win the most giblets. So, guys, <laughs> join in on the Crunch Time tomorrow. Join in on the show tomorrow at 520, and then join in on the sports betting show. We got content going on all night long. Listen, let's talk Philadelphia. Let's talk the Lakers. Who do you want to put in your pool here? Um, I don't know. I think Harris and Milton and Horford I want. I don't think I want Alec Burks. I'm going to put those three in. But then I don't know what to do with the LA guys. Like, do I want a LeBron? Do I want a Davis? I think what I'm going to do is maybe just play only one sixer on every team and then not play a Laker. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's the way to go. I think you nailed it right there. And right now, I think I would prefer for, prefer it to be Horford, especially on FanDuel. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. I think if you wanted to get really deep, you could play Burks. But, you know, he's got 18% projected ownership right now. So I, I think with that ownership, you're not really getting too much out of it. So I think for me, I'm right there with you, Horford, Milton, and uh, Tobias. Yeah, I'll say this. I'm going to throw one guy in there. I'm going to throw Davis, right? And the reason why I'm not going to throw LeBron is I, I think small forward is really good and really strong. And power forward doesn't seem as strong, right? So I'm going to put Davis in there and I think I'll have some opportunity to spend up, right? Vandal's a slate where it's easy to do that. When you have value, it's not hard to get there. So uh, I'm going to put Davis in there. He is going to be a guy we're going to make sure to have. And uh, when we do play Davis, we're going to put in a group rule to make sure it is with those Sixers. Uh, We got the last game here. We got Washington. We have Sacramento. We got 36 players all together. So we're looking okay, Kyle. I think it's uh, looking pretty decent overall. Um, I think I'm putting De'Aaron Fox in. I know he's a high-owned guy, 38%, but I'm playing him. Uh, and I'm thinking I'm going to play some Bradley Beal. He's another guy I think is a pretty strong play. And another power forward I like, I like Bielitsa. I think this could be a pretty good spot for him at power forward. Um, I'm going to throw him in there. And then maybe the only other guy I might put in there is maybe some Buddy Heald and maybe make sure that Fox and Buddy are on complete opposite teams. Am I missing anything else? Uh, the one guy that I think you could consider here is is Harry Giles. Obviously, a really good matchup for him. Uh, I get it. You know, you already have interest in Bielitsa, so it's tough to have interest in both of those guys. And you definitely want to probably, you know, exclude them from the same lineup. But I do think he's at least someone to have some interest in. He's going to be extremely contrarian, and we know Harry Giles can put up points quickly. This is going to be a game that I like a lot to uh, kind of load up on and be contrarian on. Beal kind of fits into that same mold as Jokic, where we have a ton of value and, you know, He's just a guy who's a little bit more expensive than than people are probably comfortable with, and that's why we see the ownership at 5% projected ownership right now. So I like him a lot. You're paying up a little bit to be contrarian, and with all the value on the slate, you can do so easily. So Beal's a guy that I like a lot tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, I think maybe, maybe I'll end up putting in Giles a little bit, but I I mean, I got 39 guys. We'll, we'll make it 40 on the dot, right? Yeah. And then I might adjust some stuff. We'll put, we'll put Giles in there and then see how it shakes up. So that's everything. Uh, now we're going to go in. This is what we do, Kyle. We see we got all of our 40 players, right? 
They're all in here. They're all looking good. Now we're going to go to the build rules and we're going to, you know, make it, I'm going to make it 149 lineups. The reason why I'm making it 149 and not 300 uh, because I don't have a wife that I'm sitting here building lineups with Kyle. I'm doing 149 because uh, I, I put my cash team in. It might be blowing money, Kyle, but if my cash team would win all the money tonight in that $3, I would kick myself, right? So I'm going to make it 149 lineups and I'm going to make my range of outcomes. Uh, what's the number you're feeling, Kyle? Uh, what, what's got a lucky number you like? Um, let's see. I, I don't know. Usually I keep it typically lower ish. So I, I usually do around 12 or, or 11. So uh, let's go lucky number 13, right? Uh, how do oh, you yeah. feel about that? Yeah. So the numbers I, I dabble in, I do 12 for Aaron Rodgers, but you don't want to do that, right? You hate Rodgers. No, no, no. Uh, I mess with seven and eight sometimes. I don't know why I've chosen numbers in 13. So 13 works for me. We'll put that on. Here's a question I'll ask too, because I think this is something I'm considering doing with my builds. And I don't know if I'm definitely going to do this. Um, on FanDuel, right? It's easy to make teams. Should I make it where I don't make my salary 60,000, right? I can move this where I leave a hundred on the table for every team. I do that in a, on a sport like a NASCAR or a golf for basketball. Do you think I should do that here? Uh, I don't think it needs to be necessarily 60 K on the dot. Uh, for, for me right now, I have the lowest number set up as 59, four. So I, I usually do, you know, leave 600 bucks at the most on the table. Uh, that'll change the smaller the slate, the more I'll kind of scale that back. Um, but yeah, I, I think you could probably do around five, six, seven hundred left on the table tonight. Yeah. Uh, well, what about, I guess, like, do you think I should make sure where there's none that are maxed out? That's basically the question I was asking. Oh, I got you. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I, I, you, you brought up a great point too. I normally leave it up to a thousand, but yeah. What yeah. do you think? Uh, can I, should I make it where it's not maxed out? No, I, I think you can you can make it so that you have lineups with 60K in there. I think that's okay. You know, I think you have guys in your pool right now that are, uh, you know, pretty contrarian. So I think that'll work. All right. So let's run this real quick and then we'll see what happens, right? There's other things I can do and I'll probably do when I get off the air. But I think it gives you a good idea of like how to kind of build stuff out, guys, uh, how to make it. Uh, we got tons of other videos of people that are probably better at this than I am. Uh, but uh, listen, uh, I, I'm trying to get better at it. I, I was pretty close to winning the 100K last week with Kawhi and he burned me. Um, but I, I'm trying to hit this again today, right? I'm still going after it and trying my best. And we're building the lineups out now. We're at a hundred lineups and I see Britt popped out of the chat talking 300 lineups out of the nowhere. So, uh, yeah, we're not building 300. We are building 149 and let's see what our exposures are. We got 80% Norman Powell, 74% Terry Rozier, 58% Jalen Brown, uh, Kyle Lowry at 53%. So, so far stuff looks good. Uh, Zion at 38%, all these guys that I like, let's see if there's any guys that are like too low that I want to have more of, uh, like Bradley Beal, right at 1%. I want more Bradley Beal. So this is when I start kind of jumping in here, Kyle, and I start boosting stuff. So I'll probably make sure I have 10% of Bradley Beal. I put the min on that, uh, Torian Prince snuck in there. I don't know how he did. I may have misclicked. So we're going to get him out of there. Uh, Karis LeVert, he's a guy I love today, Kyle. He's 8% owned. Uh, I'm going to make sure we have 20% of him. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think you got to make some stands, take the guys that you're, you're you're high on and double the field or maybe even more. So I think I like that. Yeah, so that's where I start doing that. And listen, I start locking guys too. Like I don't lock them all, but uh, I'll lock a couple guys here and there. One guy that I, I kind of thought about locking today was uh, Akaris Lavert. But the only problem with locking him, shooting guard is so deep. I don't know if I can end up doing that. That's one of the things I'm kind of working on. Uh, we'll make sure Pascal, right? We'll put him to about 5%, right? So make sure to put him in more. Uh, Paul George at 6%. That's fine. I'm probably gonna go even with the field on Paul George, maybe a little bit more, right? We'll go to 15 and I'm going to keep tink uh, tinkering with it and stuff, but, uh, that kind of gives you an idea of how I go about the process and how I look at things. And then I'll start Xing guys out. Maybe I'll start adding guys, but, uh, let's get to some QQs, right? We got about 10 minutes left guys, please 
hit that like button for us. We would really, really appreciate it. Uh, that's all we're asking here. We went through basically a, a free uh, Roto Academy video for you guys here for like about like 25 minutes. So uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could hit the like for us, guys. That would be awesome. But start firing those QQs, and I'm going to put that in the chat now so you guys can start sending them away. Uh, first one for you, Kyle. We got Eric Pascal, or we got Trey Lyles for a DK GPP. Who do you got? Uh, I, I like Pascal a lot. I think his minutes are, are similar to where Lyles is going to be at. Uh, so I prefer Pascal. Uh, I definitely think Lyles is is an okay play, but we, we've talked about how we're not as comfortable with the price boost and what, what it may be. So uh, I think I prefer Pascal just because you're going to get an extreme ownership discount on that. Yep, I'm with you on that. Uh, Caleb Martin, 3K on DK as a play. What do you think, Kyle? Uh, okay, sorry, I had to. I had to think which Martin is the one I like. I prefer Cody Martin. Uh, I think you can just. I know he's a little bit more expensive than his twin brother, but I would just probably try to get Cody Martin. I think he's going to play in the 30s, while Caleb Martin's going to be around 24, 25 minutes. They're both going to play, but I think Cody Martin starts. And uh, I think he gets more minutes. So I'll just go with that twin. Yeah, here's a question for you. Patty Mills is a value play. Uh, you know, you could use that as leverage off of DeMar DeRozan, right? I don't hate it, but it's not something I would be doing. How about you? Yeah, coming off a big game last night, I think, you know, an, a narrative to talk about when considering some of these Spurs guys is it's a back-to-back and DeJounte Murray doesn't really play a lot um, at all. So and now on a back-to-back, he could potentially be even more limited. Uh, I don't think I get there. I think that's going a little bit out of out of my way to be extremely contrarian. And I don't feel too much confidence in that, but it is something that I at least mentioned with the DeJounte Murray uh, kind of being limited narrative. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, Lou Williams or Norman Powell? I think it's Norman Powell, uh, but I, I could get it in tournaments. Maybe the low on Lou Will, but I think it's Powell. How about you? Yep, I'm with you. I, I prefer Powell. All righty. Um, let's see. Favorite center option. Or actually, here, we'll do this one first. Favorite DK play regardless of price. Who's your favorite DK guy? Um, I think I'm going to go D'Angelo Russell. You know, I, the price doesn't really shift my interest too much depending on site. Uh, you know, so I'm just going to go with D'Angelo Russell. I like him a lot. And on, on DraftKings, you actually play him at the point guard position rather where on FanDuel, uh, you got to play him at shooting guard. So a little bit more expensive over on DraftKings, but not too much. And I, I like him a pretty good amount over there. So I'm going to go with Russell. Yeah, I'll probably go with Zion. Uh, I know it's chalky, but man, like he, ugh, this spot, like, listen, like you saw what Porzingis did the other day. Zion could absolutely dominate. So like him as an option there. Uh, now someone's saying uh, favorite center today. So what I was going to do is like, just look at my build right now that I have and see like, if I go to my lineups and I look at the build that I'm on, you can sort right at each position and see. So here are my centers, right? The ones that I put in my pool. I got only four. I got Chris, I got Aiton, I got Favors, and I got Jokic. Um, Kyle, who's your favorite center option? Yeah, I mean, that pool sounds very similar to the guys that I was selecting from. And I think my favorite right now is, is Chris. Uh, I think Aiden would probably be my number two, and it's, it's probably close. And, but I think I lean Chris slightly because I think he'll be pretty pretty contrarian. I think he'll be lower owned than Aiden, and I, I like the price tag on him. Yeah, I, I kind of rank it. I like favors a little bit today. Um, yeah. I, and it's because of price on FanDuel specifically, but I, I guess – and price always matters, right? I guess I'm going favors – Aiton, Chris, but I think on FanDuel, I might have more money where like Aiton could become more of the guy that I go to uh, just based on like how the, the salaries are working. So uh, yeah, um, all three of those guys are my favorite. And then Yogic is probably my four, I would say. 
Uh, Harry Giles or Marquise Chris? I think it's Marquise Chris. How about you? Yep, I'm with you there. I, I prefer Chris. Uh, let's see. Eric Johnson saying Warriors low owned guys need people to play minutes. Uh, I guess talk, we talked about the Warriors a little bit. And again, there's opportunity here, right? If I'm playing Jokic, I probably want to have some Warriors ran back. Uh, who are some of the guys you like? Yeah, so like I mentioned, they're going to have a nine-man rotation with Chase and Randall not really playing too much, I don't think. I have projected for you know around 12 to 15 minutes. Um, so I think the rotation will be pretty small, especially with the big men. So Chris, Pascal, and Bender will handle most of those minutes at the four and five. So I think Chris and, and Pascal are really strong plays. And, you know, was just – mentioning some of these names obviously Andrew Wiggins is going to be a guy that has a pretty high usage rate so I think those three would be the guys I would prefer um, Jordan Poole surprisingly has an extremely high usage rate uh, recently as well as looking throughout the course of the year with with similar rotations and whatnot around 25 percent the price I don't love on him so he's probably you know the fourth option for me or maybe even the fifth option behind Damian Lee but Chris and Pascal are the ones that really stand out as well as Wiggins being, he's going to be really contrarian. I personally don't prefer him when I can get to Ingram and Siakam or even Paul George, but uh, definitely at least someone who is interesting from the standpoint where he's going to be very low owned. All righty. Uh, we got another Q, Q here. Best DK cash play sub 3,800, or should he just not let it get to that point? What do you think of going to those like extreme value plays today? Um, Let me check and see if there's any that I, that stand out. Yeah, I'm sorting I, by that now. And seeing if like, well, again, like I'm trying to remember off the top of my head and, and things have yeah. changed, right? Like Willie Hearn on Gomez is 3.8. Like I wouldn't want to be going to him. Um, I don't know. I don't think you need to be going to that route today all the way down there. Um, how about you? Yeah, I, I think for me uh, on DraftKings, I think the balance route would probably be the best. Uh, as far as the projections that I have, the best point per dollar guy is Nerlens Noel in that price range. So he's a guy that you can maybe take a shot on. Or, you know, I did mention that I like Cody Martin more, but Caleb Martin is the flat man over there, and he's going to play – I haven't protected for 25 minutes, so he's going to play the minutes. So maybe Caleb Martin or Nerlens Noel. But for me, I would probably try to find a way to get a more balanced build. And what do you think about Buddy Heald or Shake Milton? You got to pick one. Uh, I'm going to go with Milton. I just – I prefer the that, that scenario for me a little bit more. Buddy Heald is just – the ministers aren't really guaranteed. I think it'll be tough for them to not get Milton minutes here in this one. And Heald – We've seen him find games where he's not even closing because Bogdanovich or, or they run a, a bigger lineup with Bielitsa and Giles together in the closing rotation. So I prefer Milton. Agree with you on that. Uh, Zion and Grant or Ingram and Rozier on Yahoo? Um, if Millsap is ultimately ruled out, I think you can consider going Zion and Grant. But for me, I prefer Ingram and Rozier. Agree with you on that. Uh, Boucher or Kyle O'Quinn, last piece GPP? Ooh. Uh, I, I don't really like either of those guys. I guess I prefer Boucher, but I don't really love either of them. Hey, I say rebuild. That's my, uh, that's my, uh, <laughs> uh Jalen Brown and Milton or Fox and Barnes. I go Brown and Milton. Oh uh, yeah. I'm with you. Brown or, or Gordon Hayward. You got to pick one. I think Eileen Hayward. How about you? For, for me, it's just this, it's site dependent, you know, Horton, uh, Hayward is cheaper on, uh, on FanDuel while he's more expensive on DraftKings. So I'm just taking the cheaper one. I know that's kind of cheating. I would prefer Hayward straight up, but uh, on DraftKings, uh, he's a little bit more expensive. So I prefer Brown over there. Yeah, someone says thoughts on Alec Burks. What do you think of him? Uh, yeah, we talked about him a little bit. Uh, he's an interesting tournament play, but, you know, now Norman Powell's kind of opened up at shooting guard in a similar price range. And, you know, we have guys like D'Lo, Beal, 
Booker, DeRozan, Holiday, all these shooting guards that are, are in contention. That didn't, that's not even mentioning Lavert, the Thunder guys, Marcus Smart. So I don't think I get to Alec Burks. I think they're just safer options that are already low owned that I prefer uh, as shooting guard. All right, Kyle, we got to get on out of here. We got tons of shows going on in March. Me and you will be back together for sure. Uh, give the people your final thoughts before we get out of here on the slate. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good slate. Uh, I think on DraftKings, a, a balance build is making a lot of sense. On FanDuel, a lot of value has opened up. So uh, don't be afraid to spend up to be a little bit contrarian. And there's just a lot of good plays. So don't forget to take a look at some of these games, like the Washington game or, or like the even the Golden State game where the Warriors are – at a low, you know, a, a very small rotation. There's a lot of games that are going overlooked, a lot of situations that people are overlooking considering there's just a lot of injuries today. So just keep that in mind. All guys, we got to get on out of here. Thanks a lot for joining us. Tune into Crunch Time tomorrow. It's free and then the sports betting show. And don't forget, hit that like, guys, before we get on out of here. But we got to go. For me, Travis Mangone and Kyle Murray, we're out of here.